Hi, and welcome to Recover Ed. In this series, we provide education on the disease of alcoholism, recovery, and the Magdalene Health Services. We hope these episodes serve as a valuable tool to help you better understand the alcoholic and our mission here at the Magdalene House. To receive more information on alcoholism and recovery, you can request a speaker at magdalenehealth.org education for in-person and virtual presentations. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Stephanie Crawford, and I am the host of this podcast, Recover Out Loud. And today, it is the first Monday of the month when this is released, which means we get to do our educational series, Recover Ed. This series has become actually one of my favorites. I just love being able to learn and educate more about alcoholism, recovery, and the services that we provide here and so today we're going to be learning all about how to sustain long-term recovery and the mission of the Magdalene house is actually to help women achieve sobriety and sustain recovery at no cost and based on 12-step spiritual principles so how cool is it that what we're going to be talking about today is actually part of our mission statement and i have the perfect person here to talk about this um she is a dear, dear friend of mine, one of my favorite humans, somebody that I have tried multiple times to get to come work here. (laughs) And she finally said yes. And she's our community program coordinator, which is actually a pretty new position. And she's done amazing with it. So her name is Bren Hansen. Bren, do you mind introducing yourself? Hey, y'all. My name is Bren. I am a recovered alcoholic. My sobriety date is July 3rd, 2014. And yes, thank you for finally getting me through these doors. Oh, so excited. I just realized whenever this comes out, it'll be right after your sobriety birthday because this will be released on July 4th. That's insane. Oh my God, we got to do something. I'm like getting chill bumps just thinking like eight years. That has to be a dream. That's fantastic. Yeah. So why why now? Why community program coordinator? What why did you finally say say yes? Well, like you said, you had been trying to get me to work here for quite a while and I mean to be honest in my story, I had tried working in like treatment industry before and it just never really resonated with me. It never really felt right. And then for some reason, when you came to me with this new position and I heard that it was about community and creating unity and fellowship, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've prayed for. This is literally like my dream job and what I've prayed for. And so it was an easy yes, because I just love creating unity Mm. in every aspects of life like I love human connection yeah and you're really good at it too thank you yeah I know whenever Chloe said I'm wanting somebody who's like creative and can think outside the box and I was like I know the perfect person um and so you are you're the perfect person for this job I think we've talked about this like plenty of times I know Katie and I talk about it all the time um and even Teresa I feel like we all have the perfect position for each of us it just I mean, it just always, I mean, none of us are here by mistake. Like we are all right where we need to be. Like God has definitely placed us in the right positions. For sure. No, Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Well, let's get into this because I know that, you know, you did a lot of research leading up to this and, Mm -hmm. um, I find it really fascinating. 
And so my first question is, what were the main components that you found um, that led to long-term recovery? Yeah, so I had done a bunch of research and fellowship within, you know, the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, fellowship within, you know, the program, fellowship within recovery. And the main thing I saw was it talked about fellowship and unity and the importance of that in the program. And what sets it aside from any kind of like psychotherapy, which don't get me wrong, therapy is still great. Like for sure. I'll probably be in therapy I have an appointment the rest of for my uh, therapist tomorrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it is not the solution to get right. me sober, right? It's a great addition, too. But fellowship in the program of recovery is the main aspect that I found in each thing I researched. And it's so cool because if you think about it, this program was built on fellowship. It was built from one man carrying the message to another who carried it to another who then carried it to everyone else and then now here we are with like over two million members that's crazy you know it's insane it was just like and we're growing in numbers you know and the common denominator was fellowship Hmm. and I know that you that you kind of like researched different parts of that and we'll be getting getting into that as well I know you know, one of the things that you found was like um, continuum of care, which that is one of our main points of differences is our continuum of care. And while we know that longer treatment isn't always the answer, right? Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful podcast called Why is Two Weeks Enough about our mm-hmm. first step program. You did find that continuum of care is super important. Yeah. I mean, it says like statistics show that the more continuum of care you have and and it used examples like doing something different after treatment which looks like sober living or iop after care continuing to going to meetings and that is the cool thing about maggie's is we all we offer all of that in one spot Mm -hmm. you know you can go from our first step program you know our in-house detox program and move right on to next step which is the free three-month aftercare program and all while doing so you continue to come to meetings find your fellowship come to unity events like get immersed in this community Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to leave. You can stay. Yeah. No, and I love it. You know, one of the things that we say often is, like, stay close to Maggie's, right? And now that we have virtual options, I mean, you can do that from anywhere in the world, really, you know? And, like, there's no cap on when you can stop coming back. No. No, like we can reach so many women and that's why I love this podcast. That's why I love our virtual options. Like our, all of our meetings are virtual. There's a Zoom option. So you can Zoom right on into the meeting from anywhere. Next Up has a virtual mm-hmm. option, you know, so you can do aftercare from anywhere. Like if you think that you're limited to resources because you are not in the place where that resource Like, that's just the cool thing about Maggie is, like, someone in California can zoom in and do their free three-month aftercare Mm -hmm. and meet women from wherever and not only have their fellowship in their direct city, but all over. Yeah. 
And we have, um, you know, this really cool outreach program and they are, they help find resources for the women that we get who come from out of state because we do get women who come from out of state. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's cheaper to buy an airline ticket, right? To come to a, to come to us than it is to pay for treatment for, for local. Treatment. Yeah. I know. I always tell my mom, like, I wish that we knew about the Magdalene house when I was getting sober. Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't have had to dip into my mom's retirement fund. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's not funny because it happens all the time, but it's, it's funny because it's, it's true. true. Yeah. And yeah. the book says that, like, you know, the reason we can laugh about these things now is because we're on, the, you know, on we're the on the other side. side. Yeah. No, that is such a good point. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> um, all right. So you talked about the continuum of care services that we provide, which is next up, our meetings. You talked about the Unity podcast. Is there anything I'm leaving out? I mean, volunteer opportunities oh, are yeah. huge here. That's one. Like the, we could not operate without our volunteers. That's so true. And the amount that they do for us is just so selfless, mm-hmm. you know. But it's also so cool because part of the program, you know, you think about fellowship, recovery, service, service right, right, and then all three together just make like the perfect ironically cocktail of sobriety Mm -hmm. and so again we offer all that in one place and so you can come you can hit a meeting you can have a volunteer shift all while you know meeting new women picking up a sponsee carrying the message like you can do it all in one day here in one place I know it's awesome so but that reminds me because one of the other things that we did talk about was was service Mm -hmm. and like I listen to a lot of um, like spiritual self-helpy podcast stuff and it's like science now that like to, to have a better quality of life you need to be of service and pretty much like thinking of yourself less and thinking of others and so you've kind of already already hit on it but how are we able to offer that at the Magdalene House? Well we all know when we get stuck in ourselves like, my, I know for me, my head can go to real dark places. Sure. And not even just dark, like, I just start believing the lies in my head. I start to isolate. And it's just not a fun place to be. But when you're in service, not only are you giving back and helping someone else, but in return, I receive a lot of gratitude, mm. a lot of humility. Mm. And so the way that we can provide that here is also like, so we have the volunteer program, you know, we've got our community, it's now called community assistant, which is so fun. You get to sit at the back desk and greet all the people coming in for the meetings. You get to like work in our database a little bit and record meetings um, notes. You know, you can come in and you can cook a dinner. We have our overnight volunteers, which is a huge position. Mm -hmm. But that's also so fun because while they're overnighting here, they get to hang out with the women in the house, you know, watch a good Netflix movie, hit a meeting. Mm -hmm. It's like a big slumber party. I know. I've literally heard people (laughs) explain it that way. But it's true. Uh, Katie's going to love that you plugged the community assistant position, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I'll put some information about how to get plugged in with that. Um, I do also want to mention, too, because this is one of my favorite things, you know, like on top of the podcast, I manage our Next Step program. And one of my favorite things about the Next Step program 
is our meeting shadow program. Mm. And so, you know, in the meeting shadow program, they get mentored by one of our meeting chairs here and they help that next step participant really, you know, develop them and mentor them and help them reach newcomers more effectively, give them pointers, give them things to work on, all of these things. So then by the time the women graduate, they can then chair meetings and you facilitate orientations for the meeting chair. So do you mind just telling us a little bit about our meeting chair program and what somebody would have to do if that's something that they would be interested in or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I know, and for me, it's hard to relate because I'm like meeting chair, all eyes on me. Woo! Like sign me (laughs) up. I have no problem with that. But I know sometimes, you know, chairing a meeting or, you know, speaking or sharing your story can be a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. So I love that the shadow program like really helps these women feel like comfortable and confident in going out and continuing to do that. So but our meeting chair orientation, you know, I just get with women once a month. I believe it's the third Tuesday of the month. And you know, we talk about all things Magdalene House. We go over our code of conduct. We go over our mission and vision statement. You know, we want to make sure that these women are prepared and going in there to chair the meeting, to chair um, strong solution. Mm-hmm. You know, we only have these women for a short time. Right. Right. Two weeks. Two weeks is enough because of of the solution that we yeah. share. I mean, we come straight out that. of the big book. I know. And so really just kind of getting every meeting chair on the same page you know it's like we are the not consistent messaging the consistent messaging we are not like the meeting police right right it's your meeting you can you know run it how you see fit as long as it's solution based you know we focus on step one two three here why it is the foundation of a strong recovery Mm -hmm. and so we just want to make sure that that message stays consistent throughout the women's two-week stay here yeah you know what's really cool is my boyfriend said this recently to me he said that he was like talking to one of his co-workers about how great the Magdalene house is based on like his experience Mm -hmm. like coming here um one of the things he said which this is off topic but I think it's super important is like he's like you can tell that you guys have such a healthy empowering work environment like it's between like you guys can just see it between between all of you women and he's like I've never seen anything like it me neither I mean it's amazing I definitely have not I know it's it's awesome and I'm so glad that other people can see it too oh yeah you know um but he said he's like you know I think what when he he had such a good point he's like he's like I think what makes Magdalene House so great is they have found a solution that works for them and they're sharing it with these other women but it's the one thing they're focusing on so they keep it simple and they keep it consistent because even in other places you know you if you have like 15 different solutions coming in it can get confusing so confusing even if maybe like you know a lot of them are great and getting sober is hard enough right? like with all these different <laughs> solutions coming at me I'm like I just need the one what? the one that's gonna work you know and this is one that we have found works for all of us well absolutely I mean it's written in black and white you I know, know from in the 1930s and I know like for me it was a really important lesson to learn 
because when it comes to sponsoring, it's actually a huge weight off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a woman come to you with an issue, like I don't have to sit there and be right. a life coach and try to think of like opinions to give her. I can literally open up my book and give her direction straight from there. And there's like an answer for everything, pretty much. For everything. For everything. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh. It's my most favorite textbook ever. I know. Same. I do want to talk about something, but I also want to make sure that we plug our four through nine and our 10, 11, and 12 because you scheduled those speakers. Yes. Those are my favorite. So we have on every Saturday, we have our steps four through nine speaker at noon, and then we have our steps 10 through 12 speaker um, at 2.30. We also have a big book workshop every Mm -hmm. month at the third of the third Sunday of the month and it's a topic like I think we just did more about alcoholism and then coming up next we have a sponsorship that one will be that one will be yeah there's three women coming for that one so what I really love about our steps four through nine speaker is we have one woman come every Saturday of that month and she I mean, again, it's her meeting. She can run it how she wants. If she wants to do one step each Saturday, awesome. She wants to do all steps on that day, great. She shares her experience, her strength, her hope with that. She reads straight out of the book. So you're getting someone else's perspective on how they experienced those steps Mm -hmm. and like how it has benefited them and transpired in the recovery, but also read straight from the book. And so I think it's pretty eye-opening to a lot of women in the house because you never know what someone is going to, like, have that spark. Yeah. You know? And then our step 10 and 12 is the same thing. We actually switch off. So we have two women do steps 10 through 12. And so it's, like, every other Saturday Mm -hmm. someone comes in and shares their experience, strength, and hope with step 10 through 12. Right. And, you know, which is so awesome because – the women get one, two, three so much, which is amazing because that is the foundation. But when they leave here, they're going to embark on the rest of the mm-hmm. steps. And so it's really great to be able to hear a little bit about them before they, you know, venture out into, because those are the action steps, mm-hmm. right? That is where they start to take a lot of action. So being able to hear about that before they go and take that action, I think is it, like, prepares them for you know sure. because a lot of people can get scared with the fourth and fifth step nothing it to is, be scared of by the way no not scary at all it is literally my favorite because like whoa self-awareness but I think it lessens the fear mm-hmm, of for those sure. steps for yeah. these women you know and it gives them a break <laughs> of listening to like us normally talk or like mm-hmm. their normal meeting chairs it's like a Somebody different. Yeah, someone different, someone new and exciting, and which also helps grow our community. Right. You know, it's been a huge goal of mine to try and get, like, fresh new blood in here, if you will. You know, people that maybe normally haven't been to the Magdalene house before, trying to get them in here in hopes that, like, they see how wonderful this place mm-hmm. is and want to stay and want to come back. Yeah, You definitely. know, and we also, it's awesome. We are finally about to let outside meetings come back in. And so we've limited that to two nights. We've got those scheduled with really, really awesome women and awesome groups, which are hopefully just going to march through those doors with a gaggle of women mm-hmm. on fire to share the message. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just so exciting. Yeah. No, and you know, another thing too is if I'm working with a sponsee and, you know, like I know not a lot of places get the education and the foundation of one, two, and three like they do here or step one or whatever. And so like, you know, I'll take them through the steps and especially like if they're getting ready to sponsor or anything like that, like I encourage them to come to meetings here so they can really learn because you can like, I mean, it it doesn't matter how much head knowledge you have if it doesn't match your heart, Mm -mm. but it, but some of that head knowledge helps, you know, connect the dots, right? Mm -hmm. So it can go to your heart and so like even if like you're not in the house you know you can come up here it's a great place to really learn how to present the steps effectively and then you know if i'm working with the sponsee you know like let's say we're going over resentment inventory fear inventory or steps nine or whatever the step is you know i'll send her podcast episodes to listen to and not just because i host the podcast by the way (laughs) um because we have amazing speakers that come on but they can also come up here for those meetings Mm -hmm. and learn more about how the steps and how to present them and how, I mean, it's just, it's so amazing. But also I think about it just because I did step one, two, three in the beginning, I'm not done with step one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. I'm not done with step four through nine. Mm -hmm. You know, at eight years, I'm actually like, you know, I, I just got a new sponsor and we're going back through the work. And so I have been diligently reading the very beginning of the book I have been diligently you know practicing like looking at step one where I'm powerless and how my life was unmanageable Mm -hmm. and it may look different now you know but it's just so eye-opening because it does it helps something in the head click with the heart where I'm able to concede to my innermost self that I am powerless right Mm -hmm. and it's important for us to look at that I'm glad you said that because you know, I was working with this sponsee and she had, uh, she was coming up on a year and she was like wanting a new experience kind of thing. And she asked me to sponsor her. And, and one of the first questions I asked her was, when was the last time you looked at your step one experience? And she was like, what do you mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. And so it's like, well, you know, when you're sponsoring and like, you know, if you're carrying the message and all of that stuff, like hopefully you are looking back at your step one experience because it's important to to keep doing that. And I'm so I'm glad you said that. Well, yeah, because of course in the beginning I'm powerless over alcohol, absolutely. But now at the place where I'm at, you know, I've been so far removed from the mental obsession to drink alcohol that seeing that I am powerless over people's opinions of Mm. me. I'm powerless over bad drivers. Um, You know what I'm saying? Being able to see that because if I don't have that step one experience and realize that I am powerless over this, then I am not going to be motivated to lean into God. Oh, absolutely. You know, so without that step one experience, like I'm still hopeless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And step two and three also grows the longer you're sober too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, I get something new every time I read We Agnostics. Mm. You know, every time I go to a step two and three meeting. My like, least favorite chapter in the book. Is it really? Yeah, it's a very controversial thing to say because it's everybody's favorite chapter in the book. 
Um, well, I don't count like to the wives or to employers or I don't count those two. <laughs> those are actually my least favorite. Um, but of all the other ones, that one is my least favorite chapter. I think there is amazing things said in that chapter. So like I will listen to like Cindy Murphy and Caroline Murphy's We Agnostics Workshop because mm-hmm. it's amazing, you know, but I hate reading it really yes it's so wordy to me it is but i mean hello it was written i know in 1930 so the whole book is a little wordy. i know but everybody loves that chapter i mean i think i love it just because it really opens so many doors to being open-minded and Mm -hmm. willing you know to have this power enter in which which is our ultimate solution is connecting with this higher power Mm -hmm. and you know for me realizing that you know you hear the terms agnostic or atheist and whatnot but I guess I never really it's like I knew of the words but I didn't know what they meant just like I knew of the word resentment but I didn't know what it meant until Mm -hmm. I you know came here into the program but I realized I learned that I was way more agnostic than I ever thought for sure in the sense that like my whole entire life I had never never had a personal relationship with a higher power you know and so that's that's why I like We Agnostics. Everybody does. And shout out for the We Agnostics Big Book Workshop. It's fantastic. So I li- part of the reason why I like it so much is because they pick the best parts and they yep. talk about And I believe <laughs> we're having a We Agnostics Workshop. Do you know who the speakers up? are yet? I don't. Um, when is it scheduled for? Do you know? I believe it is in August. So this comes out in July. So if you're a We Agnostics fan, hit up Brent. Yes, if you are a We Agnostics big book thumper, shoot me an email. Yes, that's awesome. Are you an alcoholic woman in recovery seeking connection? Maggie's Women's Group is a fellowship group for women in recovery to build friendships and connect with the community at the Magdalene House. Maggie's Women's Group is open to any alcoholic woman in recovery, not just Maggie's alumna. To find out how to get involved and connect with us on Facebook, please visit MagdalenHealth.org slash Maggie's Women's Group. All right, so we've kind of dug into the the ultimate solution, which Mm -hmm. is a connection with the higher power. Right. And, you know, you, you also found some really cool research around this, which I think is is amazing you know one of the questions that we get asked a lot here is like do you have clinical staff on site Mm -hmm. and the answer to that question is no we're completely non-clinical all of our program staff are recovered alcoholics who have strong recovery and work strong 12-step big book programs that is the solution that we have to share and so i guess my question is why is it that we're able to have so much success being non-clinical and do you mind talking about what you have found so i think what i have seen in the short time that i've worked here of why we are so successful (laughs) in doing this non-medical detox is because we have such a strong message i think what makes us so special and so successful in growing our community and having women want to come through our doors and women suggest to other women when they're like, I need help, where do I go? They're like, go to Maggie's, go to Maggie's. Because the solution that they learn here 
is just so strong. And the fellowship of women here is so mm-hmm. strong. Who wouldn't want to go to Maggie? Like I said, I wish I knew about Maggie's when I was getting sober. Mm-hmm. I wish I did. I don't regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. However, I just think that we are so special because we have such a, a solid foundation. Like we prepare these women to go out after they leave here. You know, of course, I know our outreach Uh, department does a lot of work with finding resources for these women to you know have when they leave here whether it's housing or or therapy Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth so it's like we do have people that can offer those resources to them now you found um you know one of the things that we talk about in the big book right is um the doctor's opinion yes where Dr. Silkworth talks about, you know, that like, I fr- I'm going to misquote it, but do you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. And that's, that's exact. Cause I was like, listen, medicine is not our solution. Trust me. I've tried that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like medicine is not our solution. Right. And Dr. Silkworth, the very first part, I mean, after the four words, you know, in the book, it is Dr. Sil- Silkworth talking about how, hey, listen, I am a doctor. I have been doing this for 40 years. Mm -hmm. My success rate in helping, like, alcoholics recover is, like, 2%. That's crazy. It was so low. He was like, I don't, he And he worked with us all, like, all of us before there was treatment centers. Yeah. He was, like, the specialist, like, Mm -hmm. the alcoholic specialist, if you will. And he constantly worked in trying to, quote unquote, find a cure, you know, and after 38 years and like 2% success rate, he's like, finally was like, hey, listen, I am a man of science. I do not know how to help you in this area. I have no freaking idea, right? I have not found one single thing medically that will help you. Mm. But what I can tell you is that these men over here have a solution. Mm. And I have never seen any alcoholic recover the way they have when they work this solution. And so anything they say, you can absolutely rely on them. Mm-hmm. And their solution is a spiritual solution, yeah, not a medical one. And even, uh, you know, Carl Jung, he, later on in the book, he was quoted that, you know, like he has never had any luck with an alcoholic of your type. That's what he's saying to, mm-hmm. to an alcoholic in the book. And the man says, are there no exceptions? And he talks about very few. They have what are called spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. Right? And so this was like back in the 1930s, whenever this was written. But you found a modern doctor's opinion. So will you share about yes, that? I love I it. I thought it was so insane. And of course, like I know it had no relation at all to like the modern doctor's opinion. Right. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally the doctor's opinion reincarnated like years later. So it was actually a Stanford School of Medicine. They conducted a research in like 2020. I think there was like 145 scientists on that team. And they studied 10,080 patients. 
the doctor's name was Keith Humphreys, PhD, professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences. So what they determined, right, was this solution was nearly always found to be the most effective than psychotherapy and achieving abstinent and a continuum care of recovery. And you want to know why the outcome of it, of it is this program is so successful and the spiritual tools work rather than, than medicine because members give emotional support as well as practice tips to refrain from drinking. If you want to change your behavior, find some other people who are trying to make the same changes. Fellowship right there. Right. So in like one research, a doctor is telling me that, like, again, still in 2020, I have no solution for you medically. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is that that there is a group who has a spiritual solution. And what makes it so successful and so different is because there is a fellowship behind that spiritual solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that we all like I think you talked about this, too, you know, like because we have this common problem and this common solution that binds us, you know, and that's what makes like our fellowship so strong than if I were to go, I don't know, play bingo somewhere maybe. Yeah, like listen, we are typically, we are usually people who would would not mix. mix. Yes. But there exists among us a fellowship. And it's like the book kind of relates it to like a scene, the scene from Titanic where it's sinking. Like, you know, we are passengers from a great liner after shipwreck who have found, you know, camaraderie and bonded over escaping disaster. Right. But then they go their separate ways with us. Like we have such a common bond because we have lived through a disaster and we have escaped it. Right. Which is why we can laugh about those things now because like we do understand we've, we've, been to hell and back and so there exists among us a certain bond that I don't have with everybody else Mm -hmm. no it's amazing and it's like we speak the same language now yes Mm -hmm. I know like I have some you know normie friends I was just doing air quotes for those because I mean who's normal no one but people that are non-alcoholic and if they're coming to me with a problem I find myself I don't even realize it too often I'm like I just gave her directions for a four-step Mm. you know but they don't understand the verbiage they're right. just like they're like oh my god you're so wise I know and, and I'm like thanks <laughs> I mean I got it from a book that was written in 1930s but thanks. I know I, I talk about this but I did a podcast um uh, for a friend of mine and it wasn't like a recovery podcast it was just a podcast about life stuff and all this other things and and but he was talking to me about um addiction and alcoholism and all this stuff and you know, and I was talking to him a lot about like the spiritual solution that I found and but just talking about it in a way that like I utilize it in my daily life. And he kept just saying like, oh, my God, like I wish the whole world thought like you, you know, and I was like, of course, I was like, thanks. Um, but so really, special. I know. But really, it's like none of my thoughts are original, by the way. And if they are, don't listen to I was them, like, bro. my thoughts that are original are like, uh, yeah. you're a piece of crap. Right. Um, so No one likes you. Uh, but I like, it's like, but I was put in a position to where I was like going to die if I didn't pick up these spiritual tools. And then I didn't even make them up. They were found in, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And they're so practical and simple that they work. Yeah, and the book even tells us this way of life would be good for anybody. Right. No. Anybody. I love it. We're just the lucky ones. I know. I know. I was talking to actually Katie about this 
when we were doing our five things we need to stop saying to alcoholics is I'd rather be a real alcoholic than a hard drinker because with a real alcoholic, I'm forced to have this amazing spiritual solution. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I know for a fact that like, you know, my eight years is coming up. And so I just randomly get hit with these waves of like absolute gratitude for the program and for sobriety. And I know for a fact the life I have today would not not be possible without the program. Oh, absolutely. At all. And so, I mean, I used to freaking hate it when I would hear people say, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm a grateful, recovered alcoholic. And I'm like, oh, how how are you grateful? Like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. But now I'm one of those people that like, I'm a grateful, (laughs) recovered alcoholic. (laughs) Why? Because... I wouldn't have the life I oh, have today if, it, if I didn't make it into these rooms and hear this solution and practice these principles in my daily life. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm glad that you said that too, because that reminds me, if you're listening to this, just know that there are people, maybe you are that person who is thinking, how can you be grateful? Because they haven't made it to the other side. Mm-hmm. So all the more importance to be sharing this podcast and getting it out there and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and rating us on Spotify, all of those things that, you know, that you can do make a huge difference. So we've talked about continuum of care. We've talked about the 12-step spiritual solution. We've talked about service. And then fellowship has been sprinkled in the whole time right which is why like our community program is is so important because Mm -hmm. our community program takes it's like an umbrella that takes all those other parts and binds them Mm -hmm. you know yeah it does I mean since I've been here I find like you know when a community event comes up I'm working with volunteer program Mm -hmm. I'm also working with next step program I'm working with first step program like I get to work with Maggie's women's group and it kind of all like encompasses each other because it's almost like when you talk about the steps. I can't talk about one step without talking about the mm-hmm. other. And that's really how it comes. Like, it all comes full circle, right? Like, this program was built on one alcoholic helping another, right? Thus, the 12 steps was born. And then what happens at the very end? It comes full circle. And our 12th step is to be of service and carry the message to other alcoholics, right? Which is fellowship. And it was so cool. Like, yesterday, I had someone reach out for help and it was a man so I didn't really know too many resources you know otherwise I would have sent them to Maggie's Mm -hmm. if he was a woman because this place is amazing and I mean I just picked up the phone and called I called you to get someone's number I called Katie to get her husband's number Mm -hmm. I called a bunch of other men in the rooms and I was like hey I just I need to get this guy some help And, like, everyone was just so willing and so ready to be of service and to be helpful. And, like, that is the powerful thing about this fellowship, Mm -hmm. right? But the cool thing about about the fellowship here is that there are so many different options. So we have an amazing, amazing group called the Maggie's Women's Group, Mm -hmm. right? Which is really just, I mean, anybody can be a Maggie's girl. If you are a woman in recovery, you are welcome here and you are a Maggie's girl, right? But this group is a group of women who come together. They have a committee for like outreach, photos. Um, I believe they have one for events. They have fellowship, 
and they put on things like, you know, happy hour night, which is playing games up here. They put on our anniversary party that's coming up. The retreat. The retreat. You haven't been to the retreat. It's awesome. I'm so excited to go this year. And they, they just do a lot of events. They come up here, they carry the message, they sponsor women in the house, they volunteer, they are super immersed, and like, they have great recovery, mm-hmm. you know? They are in so involved, right? Like, they don't leave, they stay. And some live far away, mm-hmm. but they still come. Waxahachie, like, I know. Yeah. It's amazing. And I know there, there's like someone who lives like three hour aways, and she, and she comes every month for birthday night. That's amazing. You know? It also speaks, like that alone speaks to, what's the word I'm looking for? The magic here, you know? That you're willing Mm -hmm. to come that far Mm -hmm. to be able to experience that magic, to be able to give back. Yeah. You know? It's like, we hear it all the time, like, that's so far. I just don't know if I can make it. Well, would you drive that far for, for alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. But with the fellowship, so, and fellowship became so important to me because I thought I was a social butterfly when I was drinking. Mm. And of course I was a social butterfly because I was drinking. When I got sober, I realized that I was way less of a social butterfly than I thought. And making friends, like looking back even prior to alcohol, making friends may have seemed easy to everyone else on the outside, but it was actually really hard. You know, I just wanted to be liked and accepted so much. So, like, making that group of, like, friends was just so difficult for me. And so I found it really difficult in sobriety to make friends because I'm learning how to live. Right. And learning who I am. I'm finding out who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, well, shoot, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know if I like who I am. How am I supposed to? What do I like to do? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. People are like, hey, do you want to go to this, like, dance music concert? And I'm like, I don't think I, I don't think I like that. But I'll try it. Sure, but I'll try. (laughs) That's the cool thing. You get to rediscover yourself in sobriety, Mm -hmm. and it's so amazing. And then I actually found out I'm, like, super boring. So, (laughs) (laughs) but when I got out of sober living, like, my fellowship was handed to me in sober living. And so it was like a whole nother learning curve at like a year to really learn how to like socialize in recovery and fellowship. Um, but once I did, like I found true and it took a while, it took a while. It took me finding a home group, going to that group consistently, mm-hmm. getting to know the people there, you know, and them getting to know me. And if I didn't show up, they're like, Hey, what's going on? You know, carrying the message saying yes. As much as I want to sit on my couch and watch Netflix, like saying yes, to going to do something like never once in my life have I gotten home and been like oh I wish I didn't do that Mm -hmm. you know I'm always like oh thank gosh I went and so like finding that fellowship like it it helped me continue to go to a home group consistently Mm -hmm. right where I got to hear the message and carry the message and it allowed me to have service opportunities right chair meetings clean up after the meeting make coffee be the unity chair (laughs) yeah Yep, be the unity chair for my group and then at an area level as well, which is where I've le- I've learned a lot about the true meaning of unity, right? It's not necessarily all these social interactions that we think of like, 
ooh, yeah, let's go bowl. Let's go do this. But it's it's really about education as well, like anything to unify us as a whole, mm. right? And I just find fellowship so important because what's so awesome about that today is like if I don't, I mean, I'm really bad at answering my text to begin with. Um, but if it goes a certain amount of time, I can have people that be like, call, they'll call me and be like, hey, are you okay? Hmm. Right? Because they know that maybe like two weeks of not answering is a little out little here. A little excessive. Yeah. A little excessive. Um, but I have a fellowship that can call me out on my BS mm-hmm. before it gets too late and I'm out there drinking. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. I know. And like you can find that here oh my god I love the women here so much I'm just so happy to actually be in a place where women encourage each other mm-hmm. and support each other and it, love each other and love each other it's such a healthy environment and that's not like just for like staff like that's like the community the community is super loving and in- inclusive like if you want to hear from two of our maggie's women's group members sandra and jojo they I was just they do a, they do a podcast together and if you don't love them after by the end of it i don't know maybe you need to do some work i don't know because they're inventory yeah they're i mean they're <laughs> so lovable and they just love you no matter who you are and where you are just because you're another alcoholic woman yeah it's the best. No, they are so amazing. And I'm like, I'm getting to meet so many new women, you know. And, yeah, it was so funny. I was thinking of JoJo and Sandra. Um, the other I'll put the link to that one in yes. the show notes. So oh if anybody gosh. wants to listen to it. Y'all, they're so great. So I guess, um, I mean, we've, we've, um, I do, oh, there's one thing that I, that I want to mention, which I guess I'll just say, because I found this fascinating is that the big book mentions and we know that like fellowship alone is not Mm -hmm. the solution there's been plenty of us who have experience with trying to get sober on the fellowship Mm -hmm. alone it's the fellowship that comes from the 12-step solution right but fellowship is mentioned 32 times in the big book yeah i had no idea this i mean so Again, continu- continuum of care, service, mm-hmm. a 12-step solution, and community. Four things to sustain long-term recovery. Yeah. And we got all of that here. Yes, all in one place. All in one place. All in one place. And I mean, yeah, because the big book, it mentions it all the way from Bill's story to working with others, which is 1 through 12. Mm, oh, wow. That's amazing. You know, it's just, and it just, it, it gives me full body chills when I think about just how everything is related to each other because it's like, you know, when I first come into recovery, I, I have to find it attractive if I want to stay. Right. Right. And so like seeing the fellowship, the members of a program is what attracts me to want to continue mm-hmm. coming, which is the fellowship, right? And in that, I get recovery from doing the steps. And when I get to step 12, I get to give it back with my fellowship. Mm-hmm. It's just all connected. It's so I know. great. I nerd out. Well, and before before we head out, you know, when I stole this from Lisa, but like one of, one of the things she says, it's like our job to make the fellowship look attractive so people have what, what we want. Mm-hmm. And so... I love that you said that because that is what has to make me want to stay is I have to want what you have. And mm-hmm. how do I see what you have with how you, sh- but how you show up in the fellowship? Like, right. are you happy? Are you kind? Are you loving to others? Like, 
I mean, that's what I want today, right? right? Like that's the kind of person I want to be. Yeah. And so to be able to be an example of that is such a gift. I know. Who would have thought? Not me. I mean, on my best days. When I when I show up as anything other, it's I, f- I feel gross, right. which is a blessing of this program. But yeah, I've got to I've got to find it attractive, mm-hmm. and that's what happened when I came in. Not I'm not gonna lie, I was like, ooh, because I still had the mind of like a 17 year old when I started drinking, you know. But I came in and I was like, oh my god, it's like high school. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, you get to hang out and you talk, and there's cute guys. There's cute guys. <laughs> I mean, I was, right. <laughs> I'm showing my age of when I got sober. <laughs> Uh, God can still do amazing things. God can still do amazing things. Oh my God, he can do amazing things in those character defects. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, this program really is wonderful. I wouldn't still be here if it wasn't. Right, absolutely. You know, like the the life I have today is beautiful. The life I have today is fun, even though fun for me looks like going to a meeting Mm -hmm. and fellowshipping and carrying the message and, you know, talking to a sponsee or just sitting down and watching a crap ton of Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that's fun to me these Mm -hmm. days. And everyone has a different definition of fun. Right. But the coolest thing is that I have no longer have fair-weathered friends because of this Mm. fellowship yeah that's also amazing well Bren this has been wonderful everyone who has listened I told you she's the perfect one for the job (laughs) and the podcast uh so my final question is and y'all if again if you've um loved what you heard if you have found this helpful please share it leave us a review on apple podcasts and rate us on spotify it matters so Bren my final question is just what would you want to say to the still suffering alcoholic I guess I would want the suffering alcoholic to know that there is help Mm. and that there is hope and you don't have to feel that way anymore Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful yeah and there's plenty of people out there who want to help right it's amazing. Like, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Well, if y'all want to get involved with our community, whether it be through our meeting chair, Maggie's Women's Group, volunteer, Next Step, whatever the case may be, you can email Bren, and if she can't help you, she will get you in contact with the right person who can. Yeah. Um, but she is, um, you know, she does oversee our community program, which is an umbrella of all of our other programs, pretty much. You know, and what I'll, a blast it mm-hmm. is. So you oh. can email Bren at Bren, which is B R E H N, as in Nancy, at magdalenhouse.org, and she will get you plugged in with the right person, or she can help you herself. Absolutely. All right, y'all. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. This podcast is from the Magdalene House, a recovery community for alcoholic women. We are a nonprofit organization located in Dallas, Texas, and we provide comprehensive recovery services to alcoholic women at absolutely no cost. You can learn more and support our mission at magdalenhouse.org.